Why are y'all mad? Why are you all so mad? We are all going to die one day. Let her do the damn thing. And also, you need to just worry about yourself. Don't worry about it. Take an edible. Do something. Go outside. Touch grass. (laughs) Touch grass. Touch grass. Go outside. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome Welcome to to Los Los Angeles. Today, we're discussing a major brand and retail partnership, an influencer brand we can't say we're thrilled about, and Ulta Beauty's diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts to support BIPOC-owned brands at their stores. Plus, I'm talking about a moisturizer that completely healed my irritated skin. Welcome, Glamgelinos! We hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Sarah, you know whose newsletter I am just really, really enjoying, and I think they do a really great job. I don't know who. Amy Odell. Oh, yes. Her back row newsletter. This newsletter is delicious. It is so good. We've mentioned that we've cited her newsletter many times. She's just so, so on it. She's like always talking about the things that I want to know more about and like the full perspective, you know? I like that she kind of lays it out and that not only does she have like a really insightful point of view but also she's nuanced I feel like sometimes with people that go off on their own it can feel almost like their entire play is like hit jobs like oh I'm gonna take down this and I'm gonna take down this and I'm gonna take down this with her it's like sometimes it's like okay yeah we do need to talk about Kate Hudson and her (laughs) wellness empire but then like today's, for instance, her back row newsletter, it's the case for Nicole Kidman's Vanity Fair cover. And like, I don't know if you guys have seen the Vanity Fair covers every year. It's like a big spectacle. This is their like 28th edition of it. Mm-hmm. And it has people like Nicole Kidman, Idris Elba, Simu Lu, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, Andrew Garfield. There's eight people like Kristen Stewart, like, and they all have them in this like surrealist type painting looking cover Mm -hmm. and of course like Vanity Fair also does like those interactive covers too so you can see them in like like actually moving which is really cool and so of course like Nicole Kidman is like 50 plus woman and she's wearing Mew Mew runway I like the way that Amy O'Dell described it as like a Britney Spears baby one more time back up 100% (laughs) the skirt is literally like maybe like a foot wide it's like so small it's like you know the mini skirt is back it's very hanging low on her hips and exposing her very long chiseled torso yes she has on like a little bra top she has on knee socks and loafers and she's like kind of like opening up the gates to hollywood and like i fucking love it i don't know why people were are so upset over it Well, you should see the comments on Vanity Fair's page because they're saying things like she's one of the most respected actresses in the world and you put her in this, this stylist should be fired. First and foremost, I love when people say shit and they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. I'm like, go 
go you, you don't know shit. Katie Grand is the one that styled this cover for everybody. And she is like one of the most respected celebrity profile making stylists out there. Like she has done incredible work in the past. And it also is like kind of funny that these people think that Nicole Kidman doesn't have a say so. Exactly. That's my point. It's like, obviously, at the end of the day, yes, Nicole Kidman is one of the most famous, biggest actresses in Hollywood. Like she a thousand percent is behind this look and is on board with wearing this revealing outfit. So be it like she looks hot. She looks great. She looks great. And everyone's like, it looks fake. I'm like, yeah, it's supposed to be surrealist. What right. are you not getting about this? Like, this is called art. Amy just did a really great job of explaining like all of those things. Nicole Kidman probably fucking loved this and was like, I can be playful and have fun and show off my hot bod. Exactly. What I am most upset about too is one, the women who are criticizing her and two, the women who are her age or like older who are criticizing her because I'm like, listen, this is a groundbreaking moment for her, let's say, you know, for women her age. Like, first of all, it doesn't matter how old she is. She can dress the however the hell she wants. But like, she looks incredible. Like, we should all just be celebrating her. Well, I'm going to be honest. Like, Amy also brings up the fact that Hailey Bieber is wearing this outfit in the Miu Miu campaign. And one big thing that I personally have, like, beef with in the fashion industry is, like, when we see a lot of these models walking down the runway like Kaya Gerber, like when she first got started, was like 15. A child. She was a literal child wearing some of these things. And I'm like, so you are catering to people that look like they are underage. However, you're expecting people that have the money money to Mm -hmm. be buying it. So like there's a disconnect there for me. It's the same for like beauty campaigns, right? Yep. Like we're targeting like, oh, these products have anti-aging benefits and they can help fine lines and wrinkles. But like the people who are featured in the campaign are literally younger than we are. Yeah. Like right now, Allergan is going really hard on Botox for people that are in their twenties. I'm like, your target market should be fucking people with wrinkles. Right. Also, they're the (laughs) ones who have the money to spend. This is why So many women, I feel like now it's not even just women over 50, but women over 40 feel unseen. It's like, I am invisible. I'm the one that has the career, that has the money, that has like the actual bank account to make these giant purchases because Botox is not inexpensive. Neither is filler, neither are all the other things. But because it's trendy to be Gen Z or like a late blooming millennial, that's who all the brands want to cater to because they're most active on social media. And I'm just like, I would love to see the translation between like some of these investment beauty pieces and their Gen Z audience. Like, is that actually translating? I don't think so. It's like when La- I love La Mer. I freaking love La Mer. But one of the things that I think you and I both say is if you're in your 20s, leave La Mer alone. You don't need it. And then also like, it's not as though just because the market is trying to target Gen Z that like the older people don't exist. They're there. <laughs> they are there waiting to be targeted. You know what I mean? Oh my God. You know what this reminds me of, Sarah? So Danny Pellegrino, who hosts an amazing podcast, Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino. So Danny has Lisa Ann Walter, who plays Chessie on The Parent Trap, the Lindsay Lohan version. Lovable nanny. Shout out to anyone that remembers the Haley Mills version, which was like my OG favorite. And they talk about First Wives Club. 
and how incredible it was. And Lisa's basically saying, like, the thing that's insane is that, like, all of those actresses, Goldie Hawn, Bette Midler, and Diane Keaton, all wanted to come back for a second movie, but the studio wouldn't pay them. And that movie at the time in the 90s made over $100 million. I mean, it was like a runaway success. And she was just saying, like, we're grown ass women. We want to see ourselves depicted on screen. A thousand percent. Why would you not pay these three actresses to come back and remake the magic? Like, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. And then also, by the way, I was like, we were like eight or nine when that movie came out. And I I loved it. I I remember that was like back in the day when we had like the black black cable box or whatever and so we would have like hbo it's not like you could choose what you wanted to watch it was just you watched what was on and like my parents didn't really monitor what i watched so like i literally watched first wives club back (laughs) to back like during summer like it was just like i love that movie and hey like it was great for me as a young person to see older hot women you know being successful and happy like that's a great example you know my mom literally took me with her as like her date to yeah. the movie theater to see this movie. I loved it. Uh, it was such a good movie. So much. It's such a good movie. But the point being, lay off of Nicole Kidman and lay off of Vanity Fair, fam. Have some fun. Yeah. Our dear friend Marie Lodi posted about this on her Instagram yesterday or last night. <laughs> she summed it up really nicely and said, we're all going to die one day. Okay. Amen. Why are y'all mad? Why are you all so mad? We are all going to die one day. Let her do the damn thing. And also, you need to just worry about yourself. Don't worry about it. If everybody spent more time posting about things that they love instead of the things that they want to criticize and hate, it would be so much better on social media. Like the Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the new movie coming out with John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. It's like, it definitely doesn't look like the original. No shit. The original was like an animated TV series. But I'm like, this is cute. This is fun. And everyone's like, they are completely destroying the legacy of rescue rangers. I'm like, these are inanimate (laughs) objects. They are literally fucking animation. Calm down. It's wild. Everyone just needs to pop a zanny. Maybe like smoke some weed. Take an edible. Do something. Go outside. Touch grass. (laughs) Touch grass. Touch grass. Go outside. Leave your phones at home. Nicole, we stand. We stand. We stand. I wish I looked like that because Lord knows I don't. Amen. I do not. We think she's wearing a wig, right? Yeah, for sure. That's a lot of hair. It's a lot of wig. I think Nicole Kidman probably has a really epic wig room, to be honest. Yeah, she's probably just like swimming in weave. Okay, Sarah, it's your turn to talk about what is on your face. Tell me about this, because admittedly, I'm trying to figure out what's going out on here. So tell me about this product. Last week, I was telling Kirby my skin was like freaking out for some reason. I think it just had to do with like the extreme weather changes in L.A., stress, lack of sleep, and then trying different, you know, new beauty products. Like I'm admittedly trying like way too many at this moment with like too many actives. And so I was like using like a hydrating mask and I stupidly, maybe not stupidly, because I don't know why it would react this way. I tried to take it off with like a micellar water really quickly. And it like left my face like stinging and burning, which was so Mm. bizarre. And this was like right before we were going to see Rihanna. So I was like freaking out. So anyways, Tina Craig, who is the founder of You Beauty, 
she had sent me her latest product, which is her U Beauty Barrier Treatment. It's a cream, it's a moisturizer. And Megan Decker from the refinery team, she had just written a review about it. And so I remembered I had it. I put it on my face and like, I just like didn't use anything else for like a couple days and my skin fully repaired itself. Like I was super, super impressed. And usually I will use like, if my skin is freaking out, I'll use like Vintner's Daughter. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this out because that was Megan's whole review was that it really just is something that you should use if your skin is freaking out. Mm. Like if your skin is super irritated, So the full name of the product is the Barrier Bioactive Treatment. So it's super concentrated. It's a very thick cream and it's got, quote unquote, bioactive marine ingredients. It's aimed at, you know, strengthening your moisture barrier, your skin barrier. And this all stems from the fact that Tina Craig, she is... Asian, she's Chinese, and she used to fly home to Asia between semesters at USC. And her grandma would take her to her Chinese herbalist who would treat her skin. And she would use this like slimy goo from jellyfish. So jellyfish, they're like, (laughs) I was gonna say they're famous for, but like they're known for the ability to like, if like one of their legs gets chopped off or something like they can like grow it back. Basically this restorative technology, she was able to like patent and build into her cream. And so that's like what's happening in this cream. Okay. So Tina did not use any jellyfish in the cream. Okay, okay. <laughs> She told Megan, she said, I didn't want to use real immortal jellyfish. I wanted to bioengineer it in a lab. It took four and a half years because the texture and technology had to be perfect. She wanted the texture to be like gooey, which basically it was like bouncy. And it really like makes your skin after using it just feel super supple and bouncy. It's got urea, which is a humectant and an emollient. It's got vitamin B6. It's got hyaluronic acids, sodium DNA, and then it's got that like bioactive jellyfish component to it. It's expensive. Yes. I was going to say, so, okay, this kind of ties into something we've mentioned a few times because I was going to ask, what is bioactive? It's basically biomimetic. Yep. So it's taking something from nature and like synthesizing it essentially so that it can be used in the product. I have a feeling because of how long and how much money it probably costs to patent this particular ingredient, that's why it's $198. Like, do you feel like for the amount though that you're getting, it's worth it? Yeah, like it's definitely going to go a long way. It's also, you know, maybe something you might not use every day, especially if you have like oily skin or you like like a lighter cream or moisturizer but for me right now like this is all I'm using morning and night morning I'm using like a little bit lighter of a layer but at night I'm like basically slugging it'll go a long way but it is an investment you know you are investing in this technology and I think like if you 
are someone who right now is maybe suffering from like just really angry, irritated skin because of the weather and you're looking for something heavier for, you know, the remainder of winter, like this is definitely something you should pick up because Megan said it changed her skin. And I was like, well, you're like young and <laughs> your skin yeah. looks great, but I'm going to try it. And no, but really though, the redness like went down immediately. I had like little breakouts on my forehead and like they were gone. So my skin just like slurped it up. This is crazy though. Cause like all of the ingredients that are available, like there's salicylic acid, there's jojoba sunflower and mimosa waxes. And then there's also fruit hydroxy acids in addition to shea butter. I mean, I feel like literally every there's single, so stuff like, yeah, like skincare bingo, there's like so many ingredients in here, but I feel like the purified oat extract. People are into oat right now. So many products I've received in the past month have oat in them. So the oat's definitely going to help with the like irritation too. But what I'm reading, and they have some pretty convincing before and afters on their website, like it's kind of wild. But even though it is helping to like calm the skin and like visibly plump it, it sounds like the real reason you would buy this is like anti-aging. Yeah, it's like firming. Yeah, the regeneration, like the firming aspect of it. Because like, I mean, there's plenty of products out there that like soothe the skin, right? So I'm looking and it's like, this is my first review of a product and it works. I've only been using it three days and I feel my skin firming every day. I'm 50 years old. Great. Love it. Yeah. And this is an example of what we were speaking about earlier. Tina is, I don't know how old she is. I think she's either in her 40s or... Is she? Yeah, like she looks incredible. I thought she was our age. Wow. No, no. I mean, she has like a full grown son who is like graduating from high school or like early college. Anyways, she is wanting to make products for women who are her age, right? Yeah. Like people who want to find products that work for their skin. But the fact that this product, you know, works on Megan, myself, and obviously like this woman who's left a comment who's 50, like... Yeah, I'm excited to see what my skin looks like after like a month of use, but so far, so good. Wow. Okay. Well, I definitely want to get my hands on this. I want to send this to my mom. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good mom gift. Oh my God. My, my Speaking of, I saw Evelyn over the weekend. She's like, can you like give me some moisturizers? So I made her like a little goodie bag and she was like, but where's the La Mer? Where's the like good stuff? <laughs> and I was like, listen. Wow. Evelyn is not pulling any punches. She wants to know. No. Like- where is the wealth? Where is the wealth? And I'm like, I swear to you that these are good. I, but no, she's not good enough. Not good enough. <laughs> Anyways. This week's beauty news is supported by Ulta Beauty because as y'all know, or maybe you don't know, they're our official sponsor for the next few months. So we are very excited to be partnering with Ulta Beauty. And speaking of Ulta Beauty, there was a big ass announcement this week, which was your girl is now at Ulta. It's Fenty. 
Can you guys believe this? I can't. I honestly, in my head, keep thinking 2017 was three years ago. It is not. It is like five years ago. Five years ago. It's wild. And so I'm guessing the non-compete Sephora exclusive is is donezo. Bad Gal Riri is available at your local Ulta. Incredible. I loved the announcement. Riri with just her big orange Ulta beauty bag. So cute. This is great. I'm like excited by this. This is a game changer, I think. I mean, I feel like, you know, Ulta has so many. I mean, they have Chanel. Okay. Right. So I don't know. I I think this is a big game changer for them. Like, I wonder if Sephora is like a little like, dang it. I wonder how that works. Like, I wonder if they try to like make an offer somehow to like keep it exclusive. Yeah, I would be surprised. I also think it's like when you have Rihanna as your founder, you get way more leeway. So like, sure, they agreed to a five year exclusivity because I know some brands they have an exclusivity way longer. Like it's like, they, these are a Sephora brand. They like sign their soul. They're never going to Ulta Beauty. You will never see this brand in, in an Ulta Beauty. Which I think for some brands, like that makes sense. I love that for them. But I think for Fenty and for Rihanna, like this just makes the products more available to everyone, more accessible. You know, unfortunately, even though Sephora is like such a major retailer, Across the country, like the nearest Sephora maybe is like an hour away, you know, but like there's an Ulta Beauty, there's an Ulta in the Target or whatever, you know, so which is interesting. I'm like, oh, so does that mean you could get Fenty at Target? I don't know. I don't know. But it says in the story from Elle that it's going to be available both online and in store on March 6th and that there will be over 1300 new locations to pick up Fenty's new refillable lipstick along with your other existing faves. So is this just Fenty Beauty or does it include Fenty Skin? It's a great question. I feel like Fenty Skin too. At some point at least, right? Yeah. Well, long live Rihanna. She's just making sure she has that baby's college fund taken care of. <laughs> That baby has eight college funds. Yeah. Ivy League college funds. Name the college after themselves (laughs) and like give the first hundred students a scholarship. That baby's fine. Um, But congrats to Ulta Beauty and to Rihanna. We love to see it. I'm excited. Oh, did you see when they were like trying to promote it, like tease it on Instagram? They did a Wordle. Ulta did. Oh, they did? Oh, my. Like, they did a Wordle, and, like, they had all of the letters of Fenty except for one, and people were, like, like, people were tagging us. Oh, I need to see. Are you playing Wordle? Patrick and I do Wordle. It's, like, our bonding thing. So we, like, get in bed at night, and we wait till, because we are night owls, we wait till midnight, and then we get together and cuddle, and every night we alternate who goes first. Oh, you do it together. Oh, my God, you guys are so cute. Matt and I are, like, fucking competing, like... (laughs) It's like to the death, fighting to the death. Oh, my God. And um, it's so funny because the other day he like we're like very serious about it, too. And the other day he like didn't get it. And he was like, I've let my family down. (laughs) I'm like, I'm so sorry. They've been hard now that they're with the New York Times. Yeah, they really are. The New York Times like stepped it up and was like, no. We're not giving you any easy words here. I was like, this is nuts. Last night's was hard. We literally sat there for the first two lines and we're like, I haven't done it yet. Don't tell me. Okay, well, I won't reveal it. But we were just like, what in the world? And then once you get it, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, 
so satisfying. That is really cute that you guys do it together. Yeah, it's our it's our like bonding moment. Adorbs, adorbs. Quinn comes and lays on Patrick's chest and eats her bony. It's pretty cute. Oh my god, that's so funny. It's adorable. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we because we ended of... we ended Fenty Beauty at Ulta. We love to see it. Something we don't love to see. Don't really know if we want to see. Do we need it? Do we need it? Mm, no, absolutely not. So, y'all, Jeffrey Star Skincare is coming. It is coming. He gave an exclusive interview to Women's Wear Daily. And according to Jeffrey Star, the skincare brand is going to have clean ingredients. And perhaps the reason that he shifted into skincare is because beauty is a trend and the influencer beauty brand market is dead. Okay, I have to say I'm loving this shade from Insider that says Jeffree Star is a controversial influencer known for his makeup line and scandals. I would scandals. argue more scandals than his makeup line, which, by the way, I did go to a Jeffree Star cosmetics party one time when he was friends with Manny. So that tells you how long ago that was to support Manuela. And I was just like, this isn't it. This isn't it, y'all. I remember trying to get samples of Jeffree Star's lippies at a, a beauty con, like, you know, seven years ago or however long. And it was like, they were so mean. <laughs> it was like really hard to get. Honestly, though, like when people say that, because he has the, the types of fans who literally like hoard all his products by every drop. They buy like every one of those star mirrors that he makes. They have it like it's like a whole it's like a cult. This is a, this is what we need to talk to Amanda Montel about. It's a cult. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm like, can you all expand your horizons? Like these products aren't great. They're really not. And then remember when like his warehouse got broken into and like. Yes. And then there's just like the problematic of it all of it all i mean i have people in the industry that literally have said like he is terrible when we were at bustle and i'm sure that this was is true for refinery but like we weren't allowed to cover him there was a list of one he was like the only person that we, you know him and maybe kat von d like we were like okay we're, we can't cover these two anymore yeah yeah we just it was not worth it for us no, no. And and what makes me laugh is the fact that like he sort of fizzled into the background and then all of a sudden just tries to come out with this as if nothing happened with no apologies, no statement of, you know, I've taken this time to like, even if it's bullshit, you know, like there was no like admitting that there was any wrongdoing, no apologies, no, I've grown and, you know, this is why, which maybe, you know, he doesn't have to because like you said, he has a cult following and they love him for who he is and they will support him throughout whatever. But I'm just like, when I got the pitch, I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, do y'all know that you sent the wrong person this invite? Because I absolutely do not care at all. I didn't even reply. I didn't either. I was just like, are you kidding me? The thing is, is I think a lot of these influencers and YouTubers that have had these huge scandals, some of them have grown and you can tell just by the content that they make and how they interact on a regular basis and things like that. I don't feel like Jeffree Star has changed at all. I don't think that James Charles has changed at all. Like, 
I don't know what Tati Westbrook is up to. I hope she's like taking some time to heal and figure that out. But like, there's just there was just so much drama that was unnecessary. And I will go out on a limb and say that Jeffree Star is the reason why people were into that version of YouTube that was almost like dis porn. It was like, I'm gonna trash this brand with how terrible it is. And like that became like a thing. This is so toxic. Yeah. Like what makes you think that you as a person who enjoys makeup to go on YouTube and slam an entire brand for a product that didn't work for you? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there are products that definitely I think are gimmicks and those should be called out. But like, I'm not even going to get to it. I don't even want to get into it. It's like making my head spin. He would just trash so many brands. And I just like, as a brand owner as well, I'm like, dude, don't you want allies? Like, don't you want people on your side? I don't know. And the interview with Women's Wear Daily is so funny. Like the fact that he says that he is a fan of TikTok beauty influencers like Michaela, particularly because he feels they genuinely love makeup and aren't into drama sir look in the <laughs> fucking mirror and then he says i know that might sound a little funny coming from me but it's nice to see normal cool reviews from people again without all the craziness yeah it is it's really great to see so like take your millions of dollars because we know that you are still doing well go to your ranch in montana and like retire dude you're fine oh my god if i were him i would just be done i would be done but there's always a reason behind this stuff. And like, clearly he and whoever is working with him feel there is still a market for people that will buy his products. Is he wrong that I think the landscape has changed? No, I think that, you know, people aren't necessarily going to YouTube anymore to watch long form content. I think that they are really into the TikTok of it all, which is totally fine. But like there's ebbs and flows. I feel like that will change in a few years and people will want the long form content again. But yeah, this is just like something I do not understand. Yeah. So if you are interested or just, you know, learning about when the brand is launching, it's launching with seven products on February 25th. What are the products? Uh, so there is going to be two hero products that he calls out in Women's Wear Daily. The Morning Dew Hydrating Eye Cream for $24 and the Magic Star Hydrating Moisturizer for $28. And the packaging looks very similar to his makeup. It's pink, same sort of, you know, logo branding. For me, I just want to know, like, I mean, it's giving J-Lo beauty for me. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Or like Kylie skin. Like he's care. like I'm on his Instagram right now. He has a picture with like an AR, like a, a rifle, like an automatic <laughs> rifle. Like, what are you doing? This is insane. I think this person has clearly always just needed attention in the worst way. I just love that they're like, oh, the influencer market's dead. Like, what do you consider yourself? I can't see this line actually being like efficacious at all, but whatever. It's like basically Morphe or something. I don't know. Oh my God. I would love to know who's behind it. I mean, he has enough money to like create his own stuff, but if there's any funding. I'm pretty sure it is his own. Yeah. We do have some... More Ulta Beauty news. Target and Ulta advanced their DEI efforts. We actually covered this with Sephora a couple of months ago, I think. We talked about like what they were doing, their commitments. Mm -hmm. It was announced on February 8th. 
It says, Target and Ulta advance DE&I efforts in beauty offerings. The two retailers are devoting shelf space and other resources to BIPOC-owned and founded beauty brands. It says that Ulta revealed a $50 million investment in DE&I, doubling last year's $25 million commitment. And the company says its focus is across four categories, bolstering underrepresented voices, diversifying its product offerings, and improving experiences for both its customers and associates. And then in part, $8.5 million of that will support marketing efforts for those Black-owned, founded, and led brands. And then $3.5 million will go toward enhancing in-store merchandising so shoppers can easily find them. Also, just if people don't know what DEI stands for, it's diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yes. I think like one of the biggest issues with BIPOC-owned brands wanting to get into retailers is that they feel like, okay, they're brought in, but then nothing's done to actually support them. Yeah. Or like their customers can't even walk into the store. They're only able to purchase the products online. Yes. It has to be a two-way street. And I think for beauty brands looking to get into a retailer, it can be really overwhelming because oftentimes retailers can ask a lot of these brands, but then not give them the backup or the support that they need to thrive in a space. If you're a BIPOC owned brand and you're coming into Target or Ulta at Target, I feel like that's almost like hitting the jackpot because your Ulta is strictly beauty. Target is you walk in for one thing and then you walk out with $200 <laughs> worth of stuff. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the likelihood of you being found and discovered by more people is is really, really high. There's just this quote from the Ulta Beauty CEO, Dave Kimball, and I think it's just basically confirms what you're saying, Kirby, is like simply stocking products from diverse founders doesn't guarantee that these brands are going to be successful. So we love to see it. We love to see that big corporations are making these commitments like we always do. We will check in. Oh, this is interesting. It says the retailer also announced actress and pattern founder Tracy Ellis Ross as DE&I advisor. Okay, Tracy. I think she's been an advisor for a while, which is very smart. Interesting. Yeah, it says we've spent time listening to Tracy's experience to make sure we can create an environment where emerging BIPOC brands are supported as they navigate the Ulta Beauty environment so they understand the supply chain, they're building branding, et cetera. Yeah. It's so great to see. Obviously, this is really important for people of color to be able to see themselves on the shelves and buy products that actually work for them. But also as a reminder, you know, anyone can shop these brands, these Black-owned makeup, skin, hair brands. And Ulta's tagline which is black brilliance made for all. We should be seeing diversity on the shelves no matter what. Thank you everyone for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group. 
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.